Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so happy you're with us today. Who among us might ever have imagined or might even now imagine that almost a quarter of the way through the 21st century, still the leaders of the mainstream scientific community would be so completely clueless about some of the most basic facts concerning our reality? Well, and and what is worse, who might imagine that they still would be insisting that they, you know, they do know the truth when clearly they do not know the truth. You probably find what I'm saying to be incredible. I would, too, if I were not right in the middle of it. But just about a century ago, the leaders of the scientific community established what they then were calling the fundamental scientific dogma of materialism. And yes, back then, you really could find those words in print. So from then on, the university scientific departments would not have to teach anything that they considered to be not material, and the peer-reviewed scientific journals would not even have to consider any articles that dealt with anything that they considered to be not material. So, you know, oxygen is okay because it interacts with matter and it's on the periodic table. Consciousness, on the other hand, is assumed to be kind of woo-woo and therefore not okay to study. Can't study that. No, not sufficiently material. My dear friends, today our guest is your host. We don't do this very often. I generally think you'd rather hear from our truly wonderful expert friends. But with Seek Reality Online now up and running for a month or so, I've made a point of manning the support emails, so I have learned a bit about how to help you better use the new website. But first, I'd like to share with you a bit of history because it is flat astonishing that in the 21st century, too many people still don't know that living eternally is our universal birthright. A hundred years ago, mainstream science foolishly turned itself into a belief system, you know, like a religion, a belief system, because anything that is governed by a dogma is a belief system by definition. How is the word dogma actually defined? Here are some sample definitions. Dogma, a principle or set of principles laid down by an authority as incontrovertibly true, or a belief or a set of beliefs that is accepted by the members of a group without being questioned or doubted, or or how about this one? A principle taught or advanced for belief is by a religious or philosophical group. If none of that sounds very scientific to you, then join the club. Every definition of the word dogma that I can find is like that. It's squishy beyond belief. Of course, they won't talk about materialism as their dogma now, but back a hundred years ago, you absolutely could find those words in print. And to this day, to this day, that dogma is for certain enforced. And why is it enforced? It's enforced because to this day, the scientific community has a perfect terror of inadvertently finding the Christian God. I kid you not. 
pause here just for a moment and let that sink in. I've been subscribing to and I've been reading popular science magazines for more than 30 years. So I can tell you that even as recently as that, they were open enough that they were still pretty clear about the main original reason for the strict refusal of the scientific community to look at not only death-related evidence, but a host of other related topics. It simply wasn't considered to be scientific. When the body dies, the matter dies. So then, of course, you blink out like a light. The split between physical and spiritual studies had been informally enforced back as far as Plato and Aristotle, more than 2,000 years. But it was only at the start of the 20th century when we began to get good communications from the dead through physical and deep trance mediums that the scientific gatekeepers, that's the university departments and the peer-reviewed journals, decided that that split had to be enforced. The line, of, of course, is really is fuzzy, of course, between what's material and what's not material. It's, it's just that, you know, they see it, then they know it. it, it it's, it's something that they can find. I don't know how you really see it, but, but they do. However, the problem is this. Reality is just not clockwork. It's mechanical. It's not material. It's something that, that scientists just can't assume that they can find. It's something that it really, it's not a matter-based widget. Reality is not like that at all. They can't determine what's real and what's not real. Science doesn't control reality. Not at all. And the man who discovered that reality is not in fact material is one of the greatest physicists of all time. Dr. Max Planck, who won the 1918 Nobel Prize in Physics, is the father of quantum mechanics. And he's the one who in 1931 said, I regard consciousness as fundamental. I regard matter as derivative from consciousness. We cannot get behind consciousness. He said these things. He got the 1918 Nobel Prize. They ignored the man who said this. I regard matter as derivative from consciousness. Everything that we talk about, he said, everything that we regard as existing postulates consciousness. Well, that's a bit of a problem for materialist science, don't you think? Then in 1944, shortly before his death, Dr. Planck said, as a man who has devoted his whole life to the most clear-headed science, to the study of matter, I can tell you as a result of my research about atoms this much, there is no matter as such. All matter originates and exists only by virtue of a force which brings the particle of an atom to vibration and holds this most minute solar system of the atom together. We must assume behind this force the existence of a conscious and intelligent mind. This mind is the matrix of all matter. I have shown these quotations to practicing scientists. They have not believed that Dr. Pluck said Pluck said these things, but he did. And he said them in the 30s and in the 40s. 
to this day they ignore that he said these things they have they named the the base the base level where where energy is infinite after dr plonk and yet they ignore these most important he made the most important discovery of the of the 20th century and they ignored it even albert einstein eventually said concerning matter we have been all wrong what we have called matter is energy whose vibration has been so lowered as to be perceptible to the senses. There is no matter. Albert Einstein said that. He also said, reality is merely an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. And the great polymath Nikola Tesla, after whom a famous car was named, Nikola Tesla got right to the point when he said, The day science begins to study non-physical phenomena, it will make more progress in one decade than in all the previous centuries of its existence. All of that is a very, as the British would say, sticky wicket for scientists. That old scientific materialist dogma, still strictly enforced by now for more than 100 years, has been shown at this point by such leading lights as Max Planck, Albert Einstein, and Nikola Tesla, to be frankly not making one lick of sense. But still, they enforce it. So you see, when you go to seekreality.com and you see Craig Hogan and me telling you on Seek Reality Online, essentially just what these three great scientists, the greatest scientists of the 20th century, have been telling you for decades you're going to see we're not off the reservation. It's in fact, modern science that is entirely off the reservation. It's tragic, but these scientists don't have the status, the three greatest scientists of the 20th century. So they can't do the things they can't say the things that we who don't care about the scientific gatekeepers, we can tell you what these three greatest scientists were telling you decades and decades ago. Instead, these poor guys have been out soliciting billion-dollar grants to try to find a source of consciousness inside the human brain. In fact, that's the rough equivalent, when you think about it, of trying to take apart an old transistor radio to try to find the source of Elvis Presley's voice. There are reasons why. This is tragic. It's tragic, of course, because it's holding back science. All the science done from the early part of the 20th century forward, they they make a good show of it. They try to show that it's important, but there has been no progress made. There's been progress made in tinkering. There's been progress made in, you know, bigger and finer computers and so on and so forth. But basic Research science has been at a a dead end for more than 100 years. That's a fact, and it's a tragic fact. I mean, we don't have modern breakthroughs anymore, and the reason is they only will look at matter, and matter is not where it's at. I read modern science magazines now as humor magazines, which is tragic. I shouldn't do that. It's 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 really very low spiritual energy of me to do that because uh, it's like making fun of children. But that's really what it is at this point. But scientists have to make a living. They spend a lot of money on their degrees and, and they have to, you know, if, if people give them money, 
to try to take apart brains and try to find a source of consciousness inside those brains. They have, they have to make a living. What are they going to do? So they do it. They have children to support and then to put through college. I don't blame them. I think it's sad and I think it's tragic. But the people to blame are the gatekeepers. The people to blame are the ones who enforce this dogma, which long since, and by people like, of, of, of the greatest possible credibility, Nikola Tesla, Albert Einstein, Max Planck, they don't listen to these people. Then the ones to blame are the ones who enforce this dogma even now. But there's been so much, quote, science done over such a long period of time that that it's at this point it's there's just there's no there's no point in even talking about it anymore they're, they're going to have to go back to the 20s and start over and they don't want to do that and I, the only way to shame them into it we think is probably going to be to come up with some sort of an app which allows you to ring up dead aunt mildred and get her recipe when you are able to talk to the dead as if it were just a, a normal thing then we, we will shame them into having to go forward at this point still mainstream scientists is science is stuck a, a century into the past so we go forward until we get until someone comes up with that app so to, to go to go on and talk about wh where i started i started to collect this evidence in the 1970s right out of college it took me only about two years of reading communications received from the dead um, through physical and deep trance mediums in southern England and the eastern United States. And that was the heyday, I have to say, of phys physical mediumship, right around the turn of the 20th century. And I, it was pretty clear that our lives have to be eternal because all those, those mediums were talking to the same places, and yet they were talking from all these through all these different mediums and there were no outliers they were all getting they were getting the same kinds of information that was not possible if it wasn't real so clearly it was real i totally got it so once i discovered that it had to be real I, I, all I did was get more and more and more details i figured out pretty quickly what was going on but it took with 2 years but it took me another 30 some years to begin to figure out how that world fits with this world. That was the hard part. And, and even today, very few people have cared about finding out, figuring out where that world is and how it fits with this world. That's a much harder hobby. And it wasn't until the summer of 2008 that I actually met someone else who shared that hobby. And that's when Dr. R. Craig Hogan published his first version of Your Eternal Self. And for me, the rest is history. When I found your eternal self, I met Dr. R. Craig Hogan 15 years ago. I was just floored. I invited him to come and make a presentation in Austin. And we spent that whole weekend completing one another's sentences. We found, to my amazement, I don't know how amazed he was, that we had come to all the same conclusions. And we've worked together ever since to, to fine-tune what we knew. All that evidence fits together just like a puzzle. It could it didn't have to fit together. There could be have been extra pieces, nonsensical parts, trailing ends, but there's none of that. 
It all fits together perfectly and it makes perfect sense. The greater reality to which we return at death is one gigantic whole. It's as big and complex and amazing as the reality that you think you see around you now. In fact, it's a whole lot bigger than the entire universe. We think it's proportionally 15 or 20 times the size of this universe. In fact, Space and time simply are not characteristics that have relevance in relation to the reality to which we return at death. That reality is entirely mind created, and it's much more easily mind manipulated than this one. <clears throat> this much smaller reality, believe it or not, is created around a reality based in particle derived atoms that cannot be so easily played with. We come here to learn our lessons, and it would be much Harder to learn those lessons if we could just, you know, move the matter around here. So it has to be something that we can't play with with our minds. And that's why we have atoms. It's a really a pretty neat trick when you think about it. This has been carefully designed to be something that we have to take seriously. Um, okay, so how could that be the case? It's pretty easy, actually. Everything you see around you now is a, is a complete illusion. Einstein said it was. And it is. It's all energy. The matter that scientists study is not as solid as they claim it is because it's all made up of atoms. And now this is to me, this is a great, a great um, example. Think of the White House. I mean, tr just pretend there are no people in it. I don't care what your particular party is. Think of the White House, where it is, the size that it is. That's the nucleus of the atom. If that were the case, the closest orbiting electron could be as far away as Denver. Think of how far that is. And there would be nothing in between. And it's even worse than that because they wouldn't be solid particles. They would be whirling vortices of energy. There'd be nothing solid. You have the White House, that's neutrons and protons whirling vortices of energy, and then you'd have the electron in Denver, and it's all just whirling vortices of energy. That's it. The only reason you can't put your hand right through your desk is that the vortices in one conflict with the vortices in the other. You think it's all solid matter. That's all matter is. It's just vortices of energy. I know this sounds amazing to you, but that's all it is. Matter isn't solid at all. As Einstein said, it is all an illusion. He said it's a heck of an illusion, but that's all it is. And the more you come to understand that, the easier it is for you to come to understand this is not what's real. The, and, and we try to help you understand that on seekreality.com. That website is designed to help you come to understand the illusion so that you break through that and come to understand the only thing that is real is consciousness. And you are part of that consciousness. You are part of what is real. And when you come to understand that, you come to understand that it is impossible, impossible for you to die. You are part of what's real. You are part of what's eternal. When you go to seekreality.com, we want what the most important thing for us to give you is, is the certainty that you're eternal. 
So the first thing you see there is a 15-unit course. It's free. You can take it as a podcast. Take it with you in your car. Just listen to it. The podcast is an hour and a half. It tells you everything you need to know. And once you internalize it, you know you're eternal. It's right. It's quite simple. If you're afraid of death, you won't be afraid of death anymore once you internalize this information. If you don't believe it, you just become a member. There is enough information once you become a member. It, and by the way, it, it's what, what's important for you to understand is it takes a while to be convinced. People have come to me and um, been terrified of death. And so I've experimented. I, I, they didn't think they were being experimented on, but I was trying to help these people understand that life really is eternal. So what I tried to do is to give them information. I had my own, The Fun of Dying. I had Craig Hogan's original book, which I think is brilliant, Your Eternal Self. And I helped them through those books and answered their questions and gave them more information because the, the books have, of course, bibliographies. And as, as I helped them and answered their questions, I came to understand what they most needed to know about reality. And it was really pretty predictable. And it took them, each of them, just about two years of this kind of tutelage. It'll take you, if you are terrified of death, I just about guarantee you, it's going to take you two years to get past that terror. But once you get it, oh my goodness, you really do get it. It becomes something which you don't ever, ever backslide on. It's like suddenly everything falls into place. It's the most amazing thing. You totally get it. Suddenly you say, why didn't I ever see this before? You are eternal by your very nature. That's who you really are. And so one one of the one of the things and and sometimes it's almost laughable when when it, some people suddenly get it so that's the way we tried to build seekreality.com it's in modules so that you get the the most the most basic things first and then you you go right through and get to the end of it yes you can cut corners yes you can make it shorter yes you don't have to do every single thing if you already think you understand it but the the most important thing is that you give yourself the opportunity to really get each part of it. I mean, some people who have have uh, some some of the people that I tutored, um, one one man I remember vividly. I think he was oh he was older. He was about thirty thirty five, and I suddenly didn't hear from him for a year. And I thought, oh my goodness, what happened to him? Are we still alive? And then suddenly one day I got an email from him and he said, well, he, they had just had a baby. He had a promotion and you were right. It took about two years. That was it. Thank you. That was it. Um, people get it. When, when, once people really get it, they don't even think about it anymore. They go on with their lives. And that's what we're trying to do with Seek Reality Online. One of the things we've learned um, is that there are about 80% of the population still uh, is has no idea what's going on. They're afraid to die, but denial is not just a river in Egypt. They try not to think about it until something happens, until they get sick, until someone they love dies. Suddenly they're desperate for information. 
But wherever you are on your course in life, if you find that suddenly it's important for you to know, Seek Reality Online is there for you. And we're there for you and we'll answer your questions. And uh, it's, it's just important. It's very important for as many people as possible to know the truth. Because there's an underlying fact that perhaps you haven't thought about. All the things that are going wrong in the world right now stem from one central cause. And that's the fact that so many people now are afraid. And the base fear is the fear of death. If nobody was afraid of death right now, there would be no fear in the world. And if there was no fear in the world, We would have no mass shootings. We would have no wars. We would have no hatred. We would have no anger. I'm telling you the truth. That is the reason we have so many problems in the world that don't even seem to be related to the fear of death. So if you want to want to do something about all the fear in the world, all the anger and hatred, all the negative energy in the world, the, the most basic, easiest, simplest thing you can do right now is yourself. Get rid of the fear of death in you and in everyone you love. And we all can together do something positive for the world. And that's what we are trying to do with SeekReality.com. And once you don't long, you no longer fear death, you will no longer fear anything. That's another great thing that we have found. The, the other thing I want to make sure you understand is If you want to learn that there is no such thing as death, you have to stop trusting your eyes because as you look around you, I remember when I was a child, I used to believe, I really did, that my great-grandparents were up on the clouds swinging their feet because otherwise, where are they? I mean, you know, they can't be alive. You can't see them. And and uh, your eyes are such tricksters. They really make you believe that, that this is real. It isn't real. None of it is. Just remember... Uh, that that everything, all of these atoms are are 99.999% empty space. And the part that isn't empty space, those are vortices of energy. There are no particles. If you had a camera that you could put inside a molecule to try to photograph all those little, little you know, subatomic particles, um, they're vortices of energy. There's really no particles at all. Everything is a great illusion. And Einstein said that he seemed to know a lot of things. I believe he, I believe that he, uh, he knew that too. So Craig Hogan and I are undertaking this, this wonderful, I think wonderful effort to try to fix the world. And we're already old. So it probably is not going to, not going to be finished by the time we decide to go to our great reward, but we're going to do the best we can with it. And if you have question, questions about it, you know how to reach me, of course, just, um, go to the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. I'm happy to answer your questions. And uh, we will we welcome you to our effort uh, in any way that you'd like to take part in it. We're having a lot of fun with it already. Um, I am answering all the questions so far on seekreality.com because I want to know what people think. Um, I'm so far, uh, you know, it just did it, the kinds of questions I, I get are some, sometimes funny and sometimes I'm very, very sensitive, actually. I'm enjoying talking to the people who come to the website. And um, we've really only begun. It's exciting to launch something like this when we really, um, you know, at this time in our lives to be launching something new. And it's wonderful. Frankly, I'm having the most fun seeing Craig Hogan so excited because he tends to be very mild. And I've not ever seen him so excited in my life. It's kind of exciting. So 
anyway, if you just, just in summary, if you want to be happier than you ever imagined in your life, you ever could possibly be, learn something new and something big at this time in your life. It's just the most fun you can possibly imagine. So again, we've, we're approaching the end of our time together. And uh, I just uh, want to talk to you about what we're going to be doing next week. Our guest next week is hysterical. He is somebody that uh, we've had on a few times before. I guess this is going to be his seventh time. Riley Haggerty is going to be with us. He's, he's kind of a character. For the past 30 years, he's uh, developed, devoted himself to the indispensable work of researching and documenting the great physical mediums of historic spiritualism. And he's published a number of really good books, including the French Revelation about the independent voice medium, Emily French, and Portraits from Beyond about the Bang Sisters, the direct voice about the medium, Elizabeth Blake, and Spectral Evidence, Volumes 1 and 2, which are compilations um, of mind-blowing mediumistic evidence about the heyday of spiritualism. Riley has also sat with some of the current internationally known physical mediums. There are some, by the way, although they usually don't sit with the public. Um, his wife, Caroline, also is a practicing clairvoyant medium in her own right. And now Spectral Evidence Volume 3 is out, and Riley is going to be here next week in fine form to talk about that. You won't want to miss it. This week, our guest has been your host. Now that SeekReality.com is up and running, and we, we had some kinks in the beginning, like uh, people couldn't log out, for example, and the developers, by the way, I think it's a beautiful website. They did a wonderful job with it. But basic things like, um, what, what was the thing about an ant trap? You know, the ants will, will uh, uh, check in, but they can't check out. Well, people would log in, but they couldn't log out. And I couldn't convince the developers that that was true. They kept saying, oh, yes, we can log out. No problem. People couldn't log out, but now they can. So that was kind of a basic thing that had to be worked out. Um, and so so what I think all of the kinks finally are worked out. And um, I, I just wanted to basically welcome you to use the website. There, I think that the best part of the website, frankly, is some of the people who have been our guests are really extraordinary in their own right. They're, they're experts that probably will not be recognized even until after they're, they've gone on to their literal rewards, because they certainly deserve those rewards. And um, also, I think Craig is a brilliant expert. I don't think he will ever be recognized adequately for what he the work he has done. I think he's a, an intuitive in some in some ways. He puts things together uh, that that people really don't uh, don't give him credit for. But so he has done some brilliant videos for for this website. And um, I, in fact, I'm inviting him now. He was just going to start out contributing. I'll contribute some things if you'd like. I said, great. And and now um, I, he's literally, I think, the dominant contributor. In fact, much more than I am. Um, there's This is the greatest gift that I have to give you. Uh, there's nothing I can give to you that is greater than the certainty that you really are eternal People have asked me, do I, am I certain about life after death? Oh, my goodness, yes. Um, it's impossible for you ever to die. And when you know that, 
it turns life from a tragedy. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how blessed you are. If that ever can be taken away from you, then you have nothing. Any minute now, it can be gone. So what do you have? Nothing. But if your life is eternal, when your body is gone, you have a beautiful young body. If you are going where I know you're going, and if it's right here, it's going to suddenly, suddenly where you are now melts away and you are in this beautiful garden full of flowers taller than you are in colors you've never seen because they don't exist on earth. And you have every possible joy, every possible thing you can do. And you time doesn't exist, so you can spend forever doing all those beautiful, wonderful things. And, and Jesus is right there. You could all your family is there. Everybody you've ever loved, every animal you've ever loved is right there. If that's what you have then you are richer than Midas. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, that's what I'm giving you. But you know that and you know it right now. That's what I'm giving you. I want you to know that now. I want you to know that while you're alive and healthy and you can enjoy that knowledge. You wake up with a smile on your face every day. You go through your life knowing that every day. That's your gift. So yes, that's that's what I'm giving you. I don't care how rich your next door neighbor is. If he doesn't know that now, he doesn't have anything. So that's what I'm giving you. That's my gift to you. It's a feast for your soul. And then you will spend the rest of your life learning and growing spiritually. And I don't care how old you are now. You could be 90. This can be your last time on earth. You don't have to come back because you'll spend your time here productively growing spiritually. It's not hard to grow spiritually. In fact, it's easy. The teachings of Jesus, you know, it will take you barely a year if you just do what Jesus said to do. It's easy. It's amazing how easy it is to make this your last earth lifetime. And then you get to go home to the best milk and cookies you ever had in your life forevermore. So that's basically a short course in what Seek Reality offers you. And as you know, my nonfiction books all are available now and updated editions from Greater Reality Publications. They're Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and very soon now. And it will be paired with a new website which will teach the way of Jesus. Jesus didn't come to do all the things that Christianity teaches you. Christianity was a hijacking by the Romans of the way of Jesus. But basically, we're going to Jesus and saying, Jesus, why did you really come? And Jesus is telling us. And the result is the fun of loving Jesus, embracing the Christianity that Jesus taught. It's his turn, basically. And that book will be out within the year. For young children, there is the fun of meeting Jesus, and you can order all these books on Barnes & Noble or Amazon. The adult books are also available as audiobooks. If you want to talk about any of my books or if you want to talk about anything at all, you can always contact me through the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. 
I do answer every email if you give me your correct email address. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net, realrevolutionradio.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and just about everywhere else. Or you can just get the Seek Reality app that you can find for free wherever you can find free apps. And meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy, please make the most of this coming week in our one reality. Always knowing, please, dear friends, never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, you never will end, and you in particular in all the universe, most of all, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything. Everything.